luxurious love His tracks take me to an oasis Of peace, the quiet brook of bliss That's where he restores and revives my life He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure And leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness So that I can bring honor to his name Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. Pishka, this is Doug Pishka, and I am their sons. I mean, their sons. <laughs> uh, yeah, so enjoy. Well, hey, everybody. It is good uh, to be back with you here again at Victory Christian Fellowship. And we are excited for this uh, new thing that we have began uh, last week. It's called Jumpstart Your Journey with Jesus. Yes. So we uh, last week, if you tuned into our program last week, it, we talked about being born again. So this week we are going to have another topic that deals with the foundations of Christianity. And that's what we're teaching you here at Victory after church. The program is called Jumpstart Your Journey. So if you want to look that up on Facebook or YouTube, you'll be able to find the previous videos. So today we're talking about Holy Spirit, Doug. Yeah, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, that is like the next uh, logical step right. th- that someone can take after being uh, born again. And, uh, you know, sometimes people get filled with the Holy Spirit right when they get saved. Right. Or sometimes it maybe they get filled with the Holy Spirit maybe a little bit while after they're saved. Right. So are we going to cover today, I know some of the questions that people have about Holy Spirit is that when you get saved, you the Holy Spirit comes in to live in you. But then, are you talking about a different experience as well? Yes, the Holy Spirit does come in uh, to live with you uh, when you're born again. Right, when we receive Jesus, which we talked about last week. But this is really um, an investment of power. And God gives us like a, it's like an added bonus. He gives to his believers the power to live the Christian life. 
Right. So when we talk about Holy Spirit today, we're going beyond when the Holy Spirit comes in to, comes in to live with you because you're born again. So the Spirit of God moves in. And this is an extra, this is an added gift that Jesus told his, uh, told his followers to wait for him. That's where we have the upper room experience. But you're going to talk about all that today. So I don't want to get yeah. ahead of what Doug's talking about. <laughs> well, you know, uh, speaking of Jesus... You know, the Bible records that he was baptized at the Jordan River. Yes. And that was in water. But as he was being baptized, John also witnessed the Holy Spirit descending on him. It was in the form of a dove. Right. You know, speaking of his gentleness or the way he operates. But John actually saw, he witnessed the Holy Spirit falling on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it was after that... That Jesus performed his first miracle. Right. So he was equipped. So being filled with the Holy Spirit right. is like it's like the entrance to the supernatural. Right. That that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to see what you have for us. Let's follow along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Not just have the Holy Spirit move yeah. in to change us from death to life. Let me put it this way. Um, it's kind of like a child that's born into a family, right? And they have all the rights and the privileges of that family, but then that child earns a scholarship or an endowment. It's, it's a special added thing mm -hmm. that's extra to being part of that family. Maybe it's a scholarship to a university or right. it's, it's an endowment. I see. But it, it provides them with that power mm -hmm. to do that thing. Right. And um, that's what being filled with the Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. You know, John said in uh, Matthew 3, he said, I baptize you with water, but there's, there's coming one after me whose uh, sandals I'm not even unworthy to unloose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And fire, yes. Which is, you know, um, the fire of God is a whole different subject. But the fire of God is something tangible, and it happened on the day of Pentecost. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're going <laughs> to get into this. Pentecost. Let's get into this. <laughs> so, you know, the day of Pentecost is found in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And God designated uh, this day. It's a feast day for Israel. Okay. They had several feasts, and uh, the feast of Pentecost is also the feast of harvest. And um, whenever they had a feast, they would come together and celebrate it for seven days. <clears throat> and God chose the, the day of Pentecost to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Mm -hmm. He talked about it in the book of Joel. Right. Chapter 2. In the Old Testament. Joel yeah. prophesied. He said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your young men will dream dreams. Your old men will see visions. And upon your men servants and your maid servants, mm -hmm. I will pour out my spirit and they will prophesy and do different things. Right. So when we get to the day of Pentecost uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, um, th the Bible says that they were gathered in an upper room. Right. So these were people that were following Jesus already. So yeah. Jesus handpicked the invitation. Like he actually told them about this meeting. He did. He, he, he said... Uh, wait in, in Luke 24, yes. he said, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of my father. I want you to be endued with power right. from on high. Right. 
So um, the disciples were there. Of course, there was 11 disciples. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. Mary was there. Some of his half-brothers mm-hmm. were there. Yes. I'm sure the 70 that Jesus sent out were there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the, the whole group and, uh, was about 120 people. Yes, it was 120, yes. And the Bible says that they were praying, and they were in this room. Now, they did not know what to expect. Right, they, he didn't say it was the Holy Spirit. Well, he didn't say what was going to happen. Right, he just said, wait for me. Let's, yes. Where does it, let's read it. <clears throat> in Acts chapter 2. Yeah. Um, hallelujah. Uh, chapter 1 is where it gives the setup, right? Yes. And it says... Um, so here's what it says in verse 1. Mm-hmm. When the day of Pentecost had come... This is chapter 2. Yeah, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter verse 2, one. verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound from heaven came like a rushing violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them, and they rested on each one of them as each person received the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a very powerful thing. So the Holy Spirit can change an atmosphere. Yes. You know, I was just thinking, um, when they were all together here, as we just read, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the rushing of a violin. This is what I'm saying from the um, Amplified Version. Tempest blast. But when the Holy Spirit entered the atmosphere, mm-hmm. you knew he was there. Absolutely. Because he made a sound. You know, like if somebody is sneaking into a, a place, it you, they try not to be heard. Yes. But the Holy Spirit doesn't want to sneak into our life. He right. wants He wants you to know He's there. Exactly. And so if we carry the power of the Holy Spirit, this is part of it, mm-hmm. is that when we carry the power of the Holy Spirit, when we show up, the enemy knows we're there. Yes. And we want the enemy to know, know we're there because then the enemy knows who to bow to. Absolutely. They're not bow, he's not bowing to us, but he's bowing to the name of Jesus. Yes. Because that's the Spirit of God. So I thought this was powerful that there was a sound. It was known. Yes. Even though the people in the room didn't quite know what was happening yet. And the sound came from where? So the, suddenly the sound came, came from, from heaven. heaven. Yes. So the Holy Spirit is a gift from heaven. Yes. It's a gift that uh, is given to us through Jesus Christ. Right. So this is what, you know, this subject we're talking about, people have a lot of debate. Yes. About this particular part of the teaching of Holy Spirit. And the debate is that for some reason, the Holy Spirit went away when the Bible stories ended that were written for us. They were real stories. They really happened. But somehow that all happened then, and it's not the same for today. Well, that's the biggest lie that the devil could tell people because the Holy Spirit's power is what we operate in as believers of of Christ. This is where we get the power from is Holy Spirit. And so if you would think that you can't 
um, have the power of Holy Spirit to speak what the Holy Spirit would say, which is another thing we're going to touch on tongues, right? Yes. Um, that that handicaps you. The enemy needs you to be on his level Absolutely. because he cannot fight and win if you are on the level that God designed you to be. And the Holy Spirit's power is what takes us up past the level when it comes to power, authority, and enforcement. Yeah, because the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that's what the Bible calls it. Because just as Jesus was immersed in water, he wants to immerse us in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, he, it, uh, it's, it's God's gift uh, to the uh, church. You know, I heard a minister say uh, a long time ago, he said, uh, Jesus was God's greatest gift to the world mm-hmm. for salvation. Right. But the Holy Spirit was God's greatest gift to the to church. To the church, yes. To empower his right, children. Right, right, right. That's awesome. And, you know, so there was a sound from heaven. It was like a rushing mountain. It was like a freight train. Like, like you know, I've often heard testimonies of a tornado. When a tornado hits a sounds place. Sounds like a freight train. It yeah. sounds like a freight train. You know, that violent wind mm-hmm. spinning. And how many people were filled as a result of this? Everybody in the room. They were all filled. Yes. You know, it wasn't a struggle. Right. So this is the other question that comes up. Mm-hmm. Those in the Christian community that want the power of the Holy Spirit, for some reason, this story that shows, you know, how they waited in the upper room. So now it's translated to say everybody has to wait, right? So you've got to have a waiting period after salvation in order for the Holy Spirit to come because that's just what he did back then. So, but the thing is, the Bible tells us, though, that... Um, in for Joel, in the book of Joel, where it talks about it will fall, he'll fall yes. upon. And so those are all lies. The timing of the Holy Spirit, when he's supposed to come, you have to wait. These are all legal lies, I call them, that the enemy puts in place to um, bring you down to his level so he can handle you. But as long as you are prepared and you can receive this, what we're teaching you today, you, you'll get to understand who the Holy Spirit is and how he operates in your life. But, and then you have to get a revelation of it for yourself and then just take it. And then you, you will have this power. Well, let's go to the book of Acts chapter 10. Okay, Acts 10. And, and we're going to see something here um, that there wasn't a waiting period. Actually, these people got filled with the Holy Spirit before they got born again. Oh. Let's see that. So uh, in Acts chapter 10, and uh, there was a man by the name of, we're going to look at um, verse uh, 38. And uh, we'll start with Acts 10 verse 38. There was a man named Cornelius Mm -hmm. who was a Roman centurion. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was, um, his giving and his prayers had come to God. Mm -hmm. So God sent an angel to him and said, you need to bring Peter to your house. Mm -hmm. He told him where Peter was and immediately Cornelius sent uh, three men to go get Peter to bring him to his house. Mm -hmm. And um, it took a couple days. So uh, when Peter came, Cornelius had his house packed with people. And so Peter walked in because the Lord said, go with these men, mm-hmm. ask no questions. Mm-hmm. So, these, 
So these were angels, right? They were angels. Were the, there were men that came, but uh, I'm sorry, before that, Peter had a vision yes. to tell him what to do. Yes. And, and, and then the men came. And vision, yes. the Holy Spirit said, there's some men right. who are looking for you. Go with them, ask right. no questions. Right. So in verse 37, it says, you know the things that have taken place throughout Judea, starting in Galilee, after the baptism preached by John, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. We are personal eyewitnesses of everything that he did, both in the land of uh, the Jews and in Jerusalem. And they also uh, put him to death, hang him on the cross. And um, let's go down to verse 44. So right in the middle of Peter's message, mm -hmm. while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on those who were listening mm -hmm. to the message. All the circumcised believers, okay, they were believers, who came with Peter were amazed, right? Mm -hmm. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, mm -hmm. for they heard them talking in unknown tongues. Mm -hmm and exalting and magnifying and praising God. Then verse 47, Peter said, Can anyone refuse water for these to be baptized mm -hmm. since they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? Mm -hmm. So they were baptized with water mm -hmm. after... Right, that's what you meant to say. Yeah, I, that's what I meant to Doug say. Doug mentioned, so let's correct this. You have to be born again yes. before you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. So you meant to say water bad they were yeah. they got filled with the holy spirit before they got water baptized i was waiting for him to read it so we could bring that point out you, you so you don't have to be water baptized before you can even be filled with the holy spirit you do have to be born again but the Ho holy spirit is ready when you get a revelation of there's more which is what we're teaching you today then you can have it. You can have this. So what we see here is Peter was teaching them something, bringing to light some information that they didn't know. But up to that point, they were utilizing everything they knew. And that was they knew enough to know salvation. And they received salvation. So now when Peter is teaching it, as we're teaching this to you today, you could be filled with the Holy Spirit while we're teaching it. We don't have to stop and pray for you to receive because you are hearing the word of God, which is what we're reading to you. And the Holy Spirit will give you a revelation of who he is. And boom, you could start being uh, filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Yes. You know, it's like you could have a pie crust. Yes. And that pie crust could uh, be on the table, but there's nothing in the pie crust, mm -hmm. you know. So you say, well, what kind of pie is it? I don't know because there's nothing in it. Right, right. See, but when, when, we're, when a person is filled with the Holy Ghost, it's like putting some blueberry preserves. People know who you are. In, in that pie. Yes. And it's known who you are. You're yes. not just a shell of a Christian. You got some filling. Yes. <laughs> it, it's like an automobile, you know. As long as there's gas in the tank mm -hmm. and it's a good running automobile, you can put the key in and start. But if there's no gas in the tank, mm -hmm. you can start it, but it's not going to go anywhere. Right, right. You know, it might even sputter and sputter right. out. Right, right. So being filled with the Holy Spirit is something that 
can happen and happen again. Yes, you can get refilled. Yes. Because there's so much to God. It, it's just amazing. So the first thing, I mean, we're keeping this basic, but it's hard to just keep it basic when you yes. know more of the basic. You want to give more. You need the power of Holy Spirit and the, and the power. Okay, so how do we know that someone is filled with the Holy Spirit and not just born again by the Holy Spirit? Well, in most cases of the Bible, mm-hmm. when people were filled with the Holy Spirit, they spoke in tongues. And what is tongues? Tongues is the ability to speak a language that you've never learned right. or studied. It could be a heavenly or an angelic language, or it could be an earthly language. Right. Because on the day of Pentecost, there were people in Jerusalem from all different parts of the country. They, they There were... Uh, people who were Greek there. There were people who were mm-hmm. Italians there. Mm-hmm. There were people who were from Cyprus and Cyrene mm-hmm. and, and different places. And they all heard the people in the upper room speak their language that those people would no, would not normally speak. Right, because they didn't study that. They weren't studying languages for 120 days. Right. <laughs> and then and then a group says, okay, we're, we're learning this one. We're going to learn that one. We're, that's not the instruction God gave them. The, the, Jesus gave them. Jesus gave them the instruction to go into the upper room, tarry, wait for me. I have a gift for you. Yes. And in one moment, they got filled with the Holy Spirit and started speaking languages that were necessary to be witnesses. Yes. Because yeah. that's what got the attention yes. of the people. Right. And 3,000 people. 3,000 people got born got again. Got born again yes. that day because they waited for a gift from God yes. to affect mankind. So the Holy Spirit, being empowered and filled with the Holy Spirit, is not just to say what status you are in Christianity. It is to help mankind. You know, there's many times where I've been woken up to pray for people. Um, I would just see a face and get a name to pray for them, and then I wouldn't know what the problem is. But I would pray in tongues over them. I pray in the Spirit over them, and the Holy Spirit will speak through me because the Holy Spirit knows everything. Yeah. And but but God needs people on earth to speak on earth. So this is why we also want the language of the Holy Spirit, so He can speak things through us that needs to be said on earth. Yes. In, yeah. in Second Corinthians uh, fourteen. It says that when a person speaks in tongues, right? And, and don't get hung up on the word tongues. It's just another language. Second Corinthians, what, what now? First Corinthians. First Corinthians fourteen. Uh, 14. And um, <clears throat> when they um, when they spoke in tongues, you're speaking directly to God, and not to man. Right. And your mind is unfruitful. In other words. You could speak in tongues and, and your natural knowledge, your natural ability to understand things is bypassed. Right. And it is a direct line of communication. Right. This to is God. this is the this is the way that we could let God speak on our behalf. Yes. When we speak in tongues. Because if God were to tell us He'd say, I mean, he's written so many things in the Bible, but people doesn't, don't want to say it out of their mouths because they don't believe that it's true for them. Right. But imagine if you activated Holy Spirit to speak through you, even about you to the earth. He will say the perfect truth about you, even if you don't believe it right now, but he sets it up so that you start seeing stuff happening and you have to believe those yeah. things about yourself. Um, Romans eight twenty eight. Said that when you don't know what to pray for, 
You, yes. you can hook up with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and it says that he prays out God's perfect will. Yes, Romans 8.28, if you're following with us. Yes. This is where, you know, I remember when we were in Tennessee, and uh, we lived in Tennessee for uh, the first two years of our marriage because we went to college here. Someday we'll have to tell them some of our story. But yes. uh, when we, uh, there was this family, two couples got saved in the church we attended. And they were like, they had been married for many years and stuff. They were probably in their 30s or 40s. And we were in our 20s. So I remember that we, they, they invited us over to their house to just teach them stuff. They just wanted to know more about Jesus because they just got saved. And so I remember stopping and asking them a question. I said, how did you live your whole life without knowing God? Like they didn't know anything about God. They never grew up. You know, at least some people grew up and went to Sunday school or something. They never did. Like they never even stepped foot in the church. I don't know if you remember the story. But you were teaching them. I was there. And I remember asking the wife and I said to her, um, how did you live your whole life without God? Like how did you get direction of like what to do next? And what you should do and when you have problems like who do you go to and i said i don't know what i could do if i didn't have god and the holy spirit to kind of like give me instructions and to 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 bounce things off of and she said this is why we did drugs because we didn't know what to do and so we were so um distraught all the time so they ended up doing drugs for all their whole life and the drug became a replacement for something where they could have just asked god for help and he would have given them solutions so there's many people that have this in their life and the holy spirit is the solution i mean he is the guy that we need he is the one that leads and guides us so so we we it's not a um you have a choice to receive the Holy Spirit, but I would highly recommend it's not a choice that you make. You should choose the Holy Spirit. Yeah, uh, Jesus said in uh, John chapter 7, verse 37, once again it was another feast mm-hmm. that he was at. And on the last day of the feast, um, the Bible said that Jesus called out in a loud voice, mm. if anyone is thirsty... Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being will flow continually rivers of living water. Mm-hmm. Now, when you think of hydroelectric power, yes, does still water generate power? No, no. What kind of power is necessary to generate power? What kind of water? Uh, what, the, what kind of water? The, uh, is moving. It's got to have movement. So Jesus said... Out of your innermost being will flow. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Rivers. Mm-hmm. 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 A river is moving water. Yeah. And it's continuous. It, the yes. Amplified said continuous. So meaning it doesn't have a stop. It doesn't stop. That tells me it's power generating. Yes. Yes. So, um, and then he said, um, but this he spoke of the Holy Spirit, whom believers would receive after Jesus was glorified or raised from the dead. So this was something that Jesus talked about right? in addition to mm-hmm. being born again. Yes. Because a person cannot be born again without the Holy Spirit. Right, right. But then a person needs power to live the Christian life. Yes. So it, it's the difference. Be, I mean, I don't know if when you're born as a Christian, if somebody's told you you can't that speaking in tongues is of the devil because that is the lie that's perpetuated. You know, yes. when you speak in tongues, that's of the devil. Well, it's not true. But 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 
the devil does mimic the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. So you have to be careful of that, but that's a whole different subject. But the Spirit of God has power with it that cannot be matched. So the the, the power of God overrides every other power. So you want the Spirit of God to work in your life and through your life, not just in you to make you feel better and to give you a ticket to heaven, but through you, so that you can affect the world. You can be from here and pray all the way to the Middle East. You can pray if your children were sent to a foreign country for missions or even on vacation or a school trip. And you want to pray for them. You, the power of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues could speak through you to pray things out that you don't even know is happening or is about to happen. But when you pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit does, and he sets things up for them, makes a clear path for them, yes. uh, straighten things out, you know. You know, Paul told a group of disciples, he said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more, more than, than y'all. y'all. <laughs> he, he was, was southern, south, yeah. <laughs> south Judea. You right. know, I heard from our son uh, this week, and he was typing, uh, he was texting me. Mm-hmm. Our son Gabriel just went off to Bible school in uh, Oklahoma. And so he's texting me, and he said uh, something he said, and then he said, y'all. Yeah. And then he said, oh, my goodness, I'm already dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see, we have, uh, we are responsible for the people in our life spiritually, too. We don't just, uh, you know, we don't just kick them out and send them off and say, okay, now, good riddance. We could still pray. We could still speak and affect their life. And the best way to do that is with the language of the Holy Spirit, because he knows their future. He knows the plans yeah. for all of us. And we have to speak these things out of our mouths. So when Jesus left this earth, he, left, he gave us his Holy Spirit. Yes. He said, I'm going to send another comforter. All right? In, this is in John chapter 14, okay. verses 16, 15 to 17. And I like the way the Amplified breaks this down. Mm-hmm. Okay? He said, another comforter, in other words, one just like me, the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit is divine because he's God's spirit. But then he calls him a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, a strengthener, and a standby. Mm -hmm. And I thought about this. What is the greatest way to um, bring about God's power in the earth? Mm-hmm. God did it himself mm-hmm. when he created this world. Yes. He spoke. He spoke. So when God's power comes in a believer, speaking is going to result. Yes. Yes. Because that's the greatest display yes. of power. Because when God spoke, yes. he said, light be, what happened? The yes. light uh, was, and the light started to be, and he just spoke it. Yes. He, he could have made light uh, yeah. all kinds of ways. Now, here's the thing. I mean, we see it in our world today. Yes. When you want to control someone, you control how what they say, yes. where they can say it, or when they can say it. If, if, if someone is a criminal, they put a gag order yes. on them to prevent right. them from speaking. When court is in session and you don't want somebody to know something, a gag order, you can't speak. Yes. Your words are powerful. And the Bible tells us, too, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes. Right? And says if you can control your tongue, you can control your whole body. So if some outside force wants to control your tongue, to tell you what to say, to tell you when you can say it and how you can say it, they can control your body. Yes. Right? Because by you giving in and and giving it permission that, yes, you're going to say these things. So 
so the power of the Holy Spirit, for us to give the Holy Spirit permission to speak through us with our tongue, yes. it's powerful. It is, it's like the number one weapon you can have against the enemy is the Holy Spirit because it was the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It's that same power that dwells in us. Yes. And it's the overcoming power. The Spirit of God is the overcoming power that the devil lost to in the power fight. Yes. He lost. Yes. yes. I want to look at um, Acts chapter 1. For just a minute. And uh, Acts chapter 1. And uh, we're going to go to verse 8. Now Jesus said this in Luke 24. Mm-hmm. 48. He said you shall receive power. power. From on high. Mm-hmm. And we know that. Uh, when Mary conceived. It was the power, power from the on Holy high. Yep. That came on her. Yes. And in Acts 1 8. It says, you will receive mm-hmm. power mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Mm-hmm. And you will be my witnesses. What does a witness do? A witness is supposed to testify of what they see. Yes. Mm-hmm. What they see, what they hear, and what right. they know. A true witness. You know, because mm-hmm. some, sometimes there's an expert witness. Right. They know a particular right. thing. So power came on believers to speak about Jesus. Yes. That's pretty incredible. Yes. And this works anywhere. Mm-hmm. In Palmyra, mm-hmm. in uh, Lebanon County. In Where you are. Anywhere in the world and that you are. In anywhere, the world. Anywhere. And it works over every work of the enemy. Yes. Not just. See, don't. If you are watching us and you are filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, so you're thinking, well, there's not much power happening in my life. That means because you're not activating and operating in the power that dwells in you. Yes. The Holy Spirit would like to pray through you matters of your life. So if you are just surviving, if you're getting food, water, shelter every day, that's survival. If you can't go beyond that and grow beyond that and reach more people than your family and yourself then you haven't even tapped into what's possible through your life. There's things that God wants to do through you to affect the whole earth. This morning uh, in worship, when we were singing worship, we were singing the song, Jesus Messiah. And as I was singing it, uh, the chorus talks about that the whole earth shook, you know, Mm. right? It just hit me because that is true. When Jesus was crucified on the cross, there was an earthquake. Yes. And the earth shook. Yes. And I thought, and I'm, I'm thinking as I'm singing this, wow, the love of God that he paid the price for sin, while the price was being paid, the yes. earth shook and felt the effect of what yes. Jesus was doing. So every molecule on this earth was affected hmm. and had the realization and had the memory yes. of what Jesus did on the cross. So when we speak in tongues... Everything on the earth responds to it. Whatever we speak to could respond to it. Yes. Because we are speaking to that thing. Remember what Jesus did? This is the power I operate in. And now you need to do this for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that just hit me because the power of the Holy Spirit overrides everything, can get into places that we can't physically get into. Yes. And can do things and set things up that we would like to see happen, but we are not capable of doing it in our, on our own. Yes. And that's how the, tr- the church grew so rapidly. Right. Because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. I want to look at one more portion of scripture for today. 
And it's in Acts 19. Okay. And uh, we'll start with uh, verse 1, Acts 19, uh, verse 1. And it says, it happened that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul went through the upper districts and came down to Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And he found some disciples. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed in Jesus as the Christ? They said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he asked, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. So John had a baptism of repentance, right? which means you believed in Jesus mm-hmm. as Savior. Mm-hmm. So then uh, in verse 4, Paul said, John performed a baptism of repentance, continually telling the people to believe in him who was coming after him, and uh, that Jesus is the Messiah. After hearing this, they were baptized again this time in the name of the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. And there was about 12 men in all. Mm -hmm. So imagine how many people in today's uh, society and around the world have not even heard of the Holy Spirit. Right. Some people have been told it's evil. Yes. Well, that's not true because that's not true. this is Bible. Yes. And uh, you can't be evil if your first first part of your name is holy. <laughs> so uh, then these they, they had limited knowledge. Yeah. But when Paul shared with them, they believed it and they received. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the primary ways of receiving the Holy Spirit is having hands laid on a person. Right. And we here at VCF, we like to lay hands on people because yes. that's how, uh, that, that's one way. Yes. You know, another way is the Holy Spirit can just come yes. into an atmosphere. Like, like he did, did on the day of Pentecost, Pentecost and yes. in Cornelius' right. house. Right, right. You know, there weren't any hands being right. laid on there. He just came in. So if you want the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you can have it. it yes. It's not, it's not having the Holy Spirit. It's having the baptism. The baptism of the it's Holy Spirit. It's being filled with. Yes. And, and and you will know that you're filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like when you get baptized, a water baptism. Yes. People know you just got baptized even if they just walked in while the act yeah. was happening because you're, you're wet. wet yeah. Right? There's evidence that you got baptized. Uh, absolutely. Something just happened. You're standing in a, in, a, in a pool thing and you are dripping wet. And the yeah. guy who dumped you is most likely wet yeah. or the girl. And so there's evidence that you've been baptized. Well, exactly. with the Holy Spirit, the evidence is speaking in a language you didn't learn. Yes. In a different language that comes out of your mouth that you manage, you decide when to speak in tongues. Yes. And the Holy Spirit is ready to speak through us. See, the big uh, discussion has come in about the public use of tongues right. and the private use of tongues. Yes. Privately, you can, you can speak in tongues anytime, yes. any place, anywhere. Yes. But in a public meeting, uh, God wants you to speak in tongues and then there be an interpretation so that everybody can be edified. Right. But this is if you are, if we're, we're sitting in our church right now, we're yes. on our stage. If you see behind us, we're on the stage. We have the chairs in front of us. It's empty because everyone's gone home for the day. But if you are in a crowd, in a, in a church service, and you just got up and start speaking in tongues louder than whatever the volume is of everything yeah. happening, then there needs to be an interpretation because you have just interrupted the service. Right. 
and you've just made an announcement in tongues, which does happen, and it is supposed to happen. It can happen. The Holy Spirit would like to publicly say things. But there is an interpretation, so people who are hearing this will understand what was just said. However, if you are still sitting in the sanctuary, and there's worship going on, there's prayer, and you want to pray in tongues while that's happening, you could. You just pray quietly or you know to your earshot like you would sing it's okay to do that it's just not okay to just start screaming in tongues above everybody else's and that's where people get the difference so you can still pray publicly as in pray in your church in tongues you're just not publicly getting up and make yourself announced i'm the only speaker here listen to me well then there needs to be an interpretation and we have we have um tongues and interpretation in our services yep in all of our services yeah in all of our services we have tongues interpretation because it is part this is god's house he's the one that we want to hear from so he can speak through Yep, and maybe you're watching this today and you're hearing this information and maybe you would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit and for whatever reason, you just haven't been yet, but you can be. Yes. Number one, this is for every born-again believer. Right. It is a gift that comes to us from God Mm -hmm. and you can have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, you know, if, if people who are evil know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give you good gifts Mm -hmm. and give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Yes. If you want the Holy Spirit, ask for Him. Mm -hmm. Ask God to be baptized in the Holy Spirit or be filled with the Holy Spirit. Those two phrases mean the same thing. Yes. And just believe and He'll fill you. And then you just respond with uh, whatever's in your heart and just let it flow out of your mouth. Yes. So maybe we should pray for the people, yes. whoever wants to receive. Absolutely. Yeah. So Heavenly Father, oh, I thank you for all those who watch and listen this today. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you are jump-starting their journey. You're encouraging them, inspiring them to go on with you into further study and a further relationship. And Father, right now, I pray for every individual who would love to be filled with the Holy Spirit or for those who need to be refilled because a refilling took place in in Acts chapter 4. I ask you, Father, to baptize them in the Holy Spirit, to help them receive the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for giving them the power that they need. We just give you thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. We say that. Amen. Amen. A- amen. And amen. 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 Well, we want to hear from the folks. Yes. If you've uh, listened to any of these programs, whenever you've listened to them, just go ahead and uh, check us out on our website, vcfpa.org. We'll try to put the link in there for you. Check out our YouTube channel, Victory Christian Fellowship Palmyra, or Facebook, same thing, Victory Christian Fellowship Palmyra, Pennsylvania. And drop us a note. Let us know that these teachings have helped you. They've helped your loved ones. Please feel free to share this also. Share this information. Sometimes it's easier for someone to get what you've been trying to tell them when they hear it from someone else. So if you've been talking to someone about the Holy Spirit or about salvation or any of the other topics that we'll be teaching about, just go ahead and share our information with them. They could see a different perspective. And uh, we want to hear from you. So go ahead, write us, send us a note. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, Make comments right here in this program that you're watching right now. And um, we pray that God will bless you. So until next time. And coming soon, we're going to have... 
a manual with all all this in there. Right. We'll be putting. Questions. Yep. And it'll be a good study tool. Right. So you can receive this as a study tool as well. Maybe give it out as a gift for people who uh, are just being born again. This is a, it would be a great tool for them. So God bless you guys. Yep. Have a great Until day. Until next time, we'll talk with you again. Bye-bye.